Welcome to a podcast of Wyoming Chronicle, where we tell the stories of Wyoming in a weekly program of interviews with newsmakers, artists, innovative thinkers, and unique Wyoming personalities. To learn more, visit us at wyomingpbs.org. Join Wyoming PBS as we discuss all things voting in the Cowboy State. Is the process safe, reliable, and unhackable in Wyoming? What about our absentee system versus other states' vote-by-mail systems? Who votes in Wyoming and who doesn't? A conversation with Secretary of State and Wyoming's Chief Elections Officer, Ed Buchanan. Funding for this program is made possible in part by the Wyoming Humanities Council, helping Wyoming take a closer look at life through the humanities, thinkwhy.org, and by the members of the Wyoming PBS Foundation. Thank you for your support. And it's our pleasure to be joined on this special Wyoming Chronicle with Wyoming Secretary of State, the 22nd Secretary of State, Ed Buchanan. Uh, Mr. Secretary, welcome to Wyoming Chronicle. Thank you, Craig. It's a pleasure to be with you today. We want to give every opportunity to talk about all things voting in Wyoming, the importance of, of, of the vote. We're obviously in a general election uh, cycle here and election day is fast approaching. And there really are, when you drill down a little bit, a lot of issues with voting, not only nationally, but also here in Wyoming. So let's, let's start at the very beginning, if we could. Who, who sure. can vote and who can't vote in Wyoming? Mr. Secretary? Well, basically, you know, in Wyoming, you need to be a, a Wyoming resident. You need what to be What does that a, mean? What does that mean? Well, yeah. it means that you you reside in Wyoming and that you are uh, living in, and working in Wyoming and that you have the requisite proof that you're doing so. And um, if you are a resident and you're 18 years of age, you can vote. Um, certain people cannot vote in Wyoming if they're not a documented immigrant, if they uh, have a felony conviction. Is that accurate? That's correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we have a, a, a rather robust uh, mechanism for figuring those things out um, all through the election cycle, including Election Day. And before we move on to other topics, we were talking off camera amongst ourselves. What if someone has come to Wyoming and registers to vote, and we'll talk about how to register to vote in just a minute, and signs a document that says they're not registered anywhere else, but really are. Are there mechanisms in place to understand if someone might get two ballots, for example? There, there are, and, and in that type of situation, what generally happens is that person, if we know at that point in time, um, we would give them a provisional ballot so that they're able to vote, but we hold that back until we were able to rectify the situation and figure out that indeed they did not vote in another jurisdiction in addition to, to Wyoming. And so that's how we balance um, uh, checking on their, their registration status in other states, but not turning them away at the polls. And then of course, with the provisional ballot, if we find out that they're voting somewhere else or they're registered somewhere else indeed, uh, then that ballot would not count. Is that a big issue in the state? It is not. Yeah. So you need to register. That Absolutely. would be your first message, I think, out of this discussion here. Sure, you have to register uh, to vote to be able to vote. And um, the process is, is very straightforward in Wyoming and easy to do. And you can do it two ways. You can go to the county clerk's website mm -hmm. or you can do it by mail. And talk about the differences. 
Well, it, it there really is just a personal preference. I mean, you can go into the county clerk's office. Um, you can do it by mail. Um, the differences are, are relatively minor, except that in all cases, you have to attest that you indeed are uh, a resident of the state of Wyoming. And initially, you might have to provide some documentation um, regarding address and so forth and so on. But for the most part, you need something that shows your identity um, and that also that you are um, uh, a Wyoming resident. So that can be a driver's license most, most commonly uh, because it includes your driver's license number and federal law requires us to, to verify a driver's license number or the last four of your social security. There's been discussions in various legislative sessions about whether it needs to be maybe more strict um, relative to voter ID requirements and those types of things. What are you, are, what are you thinking in this election cycle? Does Wyoming have adequate protections relative to identity, I guess, certification, if you will? I think, I think for now, where we are um, today, it is. Uh, certainly that can change. Wyoming has a small population. Um, of course, elections are run at the county level by the county clerks, and we're very fortunate in that um, with our small population, you know, the clerks know a lot of the, the local residents um, and, and a lot of us know each other. So if there's something strange going on, um, usually that's, that's where it, it, it gets uh, discovered. And so I think for now, we're good with that. You know, we're exempt from motor voter laws because we allow registration all the way up to election day. Uh, but I think you'll see a discussion regarding uh, a more robust voter ID in the years to come because things change. And the one thing I've always said about uh, voter ID and fraud issues is, is you don't want to wait until you have a problem because one of the most common pushbacks on voter ID is that, well, we don't have that problem here. And the, the only uh, issue I have with that statement is, is if you're waiting for a problem to arise before you fix it, you're gonna have a big problem on your hands and I would rather be proactive because um, fraud by its nature is, is just that, it's fraud. It operates below the radar and you don't see it nine times out of 10 until it's too late, you've got a problem. So I think we need to be vigilant but for, for today and this election cycle, certainly, I think we're in good shape. Election day is November 3rd. Yes, sir. People can still register on election day. Correct. And I guess your office would encourage folks, if they maybe haven't voted recently and want to vote in this election, to go to the polls where you can register. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing we just spoke about. You know, it's very easy to register to vote in Wyoming. All the way up until election day, you can register to vote. And certainly we, we would encourage people to do that. That's one of the great things about Wyoming is, is uh, you have every opportunity in this state to register to vote and vote. It really couldn't be any easier. There's been some discussion too about what is the appropriate time to declare which party you are um, affiliated with yes. or whether you're independent. What are your thoughts on how it is in Wyoming today and perhaps how it should be? Well, I think uh, that that's a question that becomes uh, rather political in nature. Very political, I would say. Yes. And, uh, you know, my undergraduate degree is in political science. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've studied these things for, for many years. If you want a political science answer, the, I think the answer is, is that, that Wyoming could certainly benefit for it from a more robust two-party system. We have a Republican Party. We have a, a, a Democrat Party. 
um, and, and we've also had various other major political parties in the past, uh, but until you have a robust two-party system, then, then I think we, we fail our constituents. And so um, the, the party switching thing is something that I think, um, if addressed appropriately, could um, make our two-party system more robust. And I think the voters would benefit from that. So here we go, coming towards Election Day. Mm -hmm. And I think some people wonder if they're going to vote in person, if they haven't requested an absentee ballot, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Okay. But is this process safe from your perspective in all 23 counties? It absolutely is safe. You know, one of the things uh, that, that we did early on during this, this COVID era, if you will, uh, is, is, is be proactive. And that included sending out uh, forms so folks could request an absentee ballot if they did not feel uh, safe from a health perspective going to the polls. Um, we were very clear in that communication that the polls would also be open and we didn't encourage people to vote one way or the other. We just wanted to let them know that they had two great choices when it came to this election season. So when it comes to the polls themselves, um, we have adequate uh, personal protective equipment. We have hand sanitizer. We have social distancing uh, guidelines in place. Uh, we have uh, styluses or, or pens that are disposable for the voter to use so that they don't have to touch um, the same screen as uh, everybody else has touched. Uh, and we also have a regular uh, sanitization schedule for all of that equipment as well. And the clerks are training their, their poll workers um, in all the proper hygiene techniques. So absolutely, we've made it as safe as it can possibly be. I will say we don't require voters to wear masks. Um, I don't believe that I have the authority to do that, nor would I want to do that. But from our side of it, with poll workers and the folks working there, we are taking those steps to make sure that we are providing a very safe environment for voters. Across the country, there have been um, jurisdictions that have had that have struggled to recruit an adequate number of polling place workers. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in Wyoming, many of the polling place workers that we get to see year after year are older and perhaps have concerns. How has that impacted um, county clerk's abilities to keep polling places open? Mm -hmm. Certainly, I, that's a concern, and I think it has had some impact across Wyoming. But again, we, we saw that coming. Um, we're in constant communication with our county clerks, and so we took proactive measures once again to, to try to ensure that we had plenty of uh, poll workers available. Um, one of the things we did is I asked Governor Gordon if he would give uh, state employees uh, administrative leave to volunteer to go to the polls and, and serve as poll workers, which basically means that if their agency directors can can spare them for a day, mm -hmm. they can go work the polls uh, and and it, it really doesn't um, affect their pay or, or anything <clears throat> like that. But it's it's a volunteer force, if you will, some other pool of folks we can draw upon. Uh, to bolster our, our poll worker numbers. And I've heard some positive reports Good. from our county clerks on that. And so um, I think I think that's that's looking uh, very good for the general election. Are there reports that have crossed your desk relative to the fiscal pressures that counties are facing and their ability to keep as many polling places open as they would like? You know, um, I think nothing specific uh, as far as the fiscal concerns go. 
uh, with COVID and some other funds from the Help America Vote Act that have trickled down, believe it or not, over the course of a decade, those funds have trickled out um, even as recently as last year. So we have been able to um, basically mitigate any fiscal impacts uh, to the counties when it comes to the, the number of polling places open and the number of uh, poll workers that uh, are available to them. <clears throat> You've talked over time the differences between mail-in voting and absentee voting, and Wyoming allows for absentee votes. Um, mm -hmm. Some states believe, and, and I think that you have talked about this before, but I want to just mention that when you register to vote, that should be enough to, in a sense, inherently then request a ballot instead of going through a second step of requesting a ballot like you had talked about earlier, which you can do in Wyoming for any reason, uh, whether you travel, mm -hmm. whether you're sick, whether you just don't right. want to go to the polls. Um, what are the differences there in your eyes um, and why is it maybe, do you believe it's best for Wyoming to do it as it does? Well, just uh, off the, the beginning of this in my answer, I clarify one point. You can register to vote and request an absentee ballot at the same time. You just won't receive that absentee ballot um, until, uh, of course, the absentee ballots have been printed and we arrive into the, the absentee voting period. But so if you a, have registered years ago and have voted consistently, you will not receive a ballot by mail unless Unless you request it then, but but if you're just a, a new voter and you're registering, you could request an absentee ballot. Um, but but if the the question is is you know I've I registered you know last year and I voted in every election in person, and yes, so if this year you want to vote absentee, you need to request an absentee ballot. And I like that system, and the reason why is because when an individual voter requests that absentee ballot they know it's coming and the clerk had that communication. And so they expect it in the mail and it's almost a one-on-one -on -one transaction with the county clerk. And I think in that way, it's, it's much different than um, a, a mail-in system or a vote-by-mail system um, where they automatically send out ballots to every registered voter. They're, they're two completely separate things. We do not have vote-by-mail in Wyoming. Um, it's important to note that the Constitution does not allow for that. Uh, and nor no, do you support that. I, I, I don't, because I think in Wyoming we have a wonderful system and because it's kind of a hybrid system. Again, um, we don't babysit voters to say, okay, tell me why you're requesting an absentee ballot. But the reason I'm comfortable with that is because, once again, that's a one-on-one -on -one transaction mm -hmm. with the clerk. You request it as a voter. You're going to be watching for it in the mail. You don't have a mass of ballots going out, leaving a building, and hoping that they arrive at their intended destination. When somebody requests an absentee ballot, they're going to give you their updated address, and then you're going to be watching for that in the mail. So there is much less... Uh, circumstance wherein, wherein fraud could occur under the system we have. And the beautiful part about the system is, is you can do the absentee or you can vote in person and you can also vote early. And so Wyoming has Let me ask really, about that just briefly because I yes. thought about it before. Do all counties allow for early voting or is that in selective areas or how does that work? In all counties allow for, for early voting. The difference is, is some counties have... Um, uh, uh, an actual polling place that is open um, to the public. So some are, you know, vote early. You can just stop in with the clerk. Some uh, counties like Laramie County mm -hmm. have, uh, and I don't know what their hours are, 
but um, they have an all day, um, you know, leading up to the election where you can go in in person and you'll see a lot of people there. What are the numbers telling you about the number of absentee ballots your uh, county clerks in Wyoming will see this year? I, I assume that it's much higher than in past years. It is, Craig. It's, it's up higher, uh, I think, because of COVID uh, and because we sent out, you know, the, the mailer that said, if you don't feel safe coming to the polls, you have health concerns, then here's how you would request an absentee ballot. So I think you're naturally you're going to see an uptick uh, in the number. It's interesting to note that despite that in the primary election, um, you still had roughly 60 percent uh, of voters vote in person at the polls. We've all seen the news about folks that are concerned that voting systems are hackable. Are you convinced mm -hmm. that Wyoming's are safe and, and, in a sense, secure from anyone who might want to, you know, cause ill in, in that regard? Yes, I'm, I'm absolutely certain. And I would like to convey how secure our systems are. Um, unlike perhaps some other states, our systems are not connected to the Internet. Uh, so we call that air gapping. And so they are standalone systems. Um, and the big thing that we concentrate when it comes uh, to security really is physical security and cybersecurity. And so we have a program that uh, we've rolled out over the last couple of years, whereby we, we, we basically check on the counties to measure their security precautions against physical and cybersecurity breaches. And so I'm, I'm really confident in, in our elections, very confident. And we also took a step back with this newer equipment, and maybe you'll have a question about that. Uh, but we also took a step back uh, and, and really to, to paper ballots. So even though we have electronic equipment, the paper ballot is more integrated in this system than it was in the past. And that's something that we heard a lot from Wyoming citizens about that they Wanting wanted- Wanting a paper ballot. Yes, that they mm -hmm. wanted the paper ballot. So now with the systems, um, you can either, you can vote the paper ballot and put it in, and you get a confirmation of what you put on the ballot is indeed what, what shows up. And also on the, on the machines that you would use, it also spits out a paper ballot and you can look at it and it's very easy to read and you can say, ah, yes, that's exactly how I voted and then give it back. And so we've kind of got a confirmation process built in with this new system to give voters confidence um, when it comes to the election. But again, to reiterate, none of it is connected to the internet. That's correct. Yeah. Um, you, I think, wish more Wyomingites would vote. Is, of course. Sure. And um, the, the primary elections, I, I think, maybe not just in Wyoming, but across the country might have been disappointing relative to voter turnout. How does your office encourage people to vote? And do you have a target group, I guess, that you really wish would get out and vote more? Sure. Well, we take all kinds of, of, of measures, mainly on, on social media and on our website to encourage voters of all demographics to get out and, uh, and, and register, how to register. Um, we, we put out all kinds of information on, on how the process works. And the county clerks also do a great job in doing the same thing. So really it's a, it's a state and local effort. I would say uh, it's always uh, an effort uh, for us to increase voter turnout among the, the 18 to 24 year old younger voters demographic. Sure. Uh, and, and what was rolled out um, a couple of years ago, I'm going to say it was in 2017 or 2018, um, was what we call the Youth Voter Initiative. And so what we do is we travel around. Um, with some nonpartisan groups 
uh, to talk about uh, civic engagement, civic involvement. We identify issues that are important to young people, and then we take them through the process of how they might accomplish that change that they would like to see. How do they get involved? How do they vote? How do they uh, contact somebody to tell them about the issue there uh, of which they have a concern? And, and kind of try to teach that lesson that voting in, in our society is the way you accomplish the change that you want to see. So we kind of take it from start to finish. It's an idea, something you don't like. Okay, how would you go about changing that? and then they give us feedback and then we go through the process. We also have encouraged them during these, these programs to, uh, to, to, to serve as poll workers. In Wyoming, you can be 16 and you can serve as a, as a poll worker. And not old enough to vote. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and what a great education sure. though it would be because when they did turn 18, I think you would, you would find a lot of those young people Absolutely. would be more, more inclined to vote. And the other thing I'll mention real quick is, is, is I think um, the school systems have a vital part to play in that. A lot of districts, I believe, have de-emphasized social studies uh, and, and civic type classes. And I think that, that uh, if that were more robust, then I think that would be very helpful to our efforts in this regard. There have been some national topics that I think deserve your comment, Mr. Secretary. And, and we hear about foreign governments influencing our elections. Mm -hmm. um, whether it be Russia, China, or you name it. To what extent do you believe that's an issue that Wyomingites need to be concerned about? I think it's only an issue in regards to uh, them, meaning the voters, being very cognizant, being a, very aware, and, and being somewhat suspicious of the information they receive primarily through social media. Uh, I've given a lot of talks on this topic and I think when you talk about um, foreign interference in elections, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the national media about uh, foreign actors favoring one candidate over another. Actually didn't see that in 2016. I think what you saw was foreign actors, uh, primarily uh, communist states or others that certainly do not have uh, democratic processes in place. You, you look at uh, North Korea, you look at uh, Iran, Russia, China, and what do they want to do? They want to sow the seeds of distrust in our form of government. They want to take a concept that they have roundly rejected for decades upon decades, and they want to sow distrust in the minds of Americans to say, your system isn't that great. You can't count on the results. And I think if you look at 2016, if you'll remember, you see a lot of the same issues that you're seeing during this election cycle in 2020, they occurred in 2016. In between there, they largely went away, but you had issues uh, and, and arguments about uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Blue Lives Matter, all the different things you see in this election cycle, we saw in 2016, and, and here they are again. We had proof through social media that no matter which of those, those, those groups you're talking about, the situation was promoted and exacerbated by foreign actors through social media. They would even organize protest events in certain places and put groups together 
at the same location and the same time who you knew were going to clash. Uh, and that's exactly what foreign interference looks like. And that's exactly what has happened. We seem to be maybe somewhat immune to that here in Wyoming. Maybe not completely. Largely, I, I, you know, being from Wyoming, I, I like to think that um, our citizens and our voters um, have more common sense uh, <laughs> that, that uh, we don't believe everything that, that we see. Uh, we are uh, self-thinkers and, and, and we'll make up our own minds. Um, Mr. Secretary, we have about a minute left. Another national topic that has um, um, come to the forefront, I guess, in the last couple of weeks is it, are this concept of poll watchers. Mm -hmm. In Wyoming, are poll watchers allowed? What are they? What do they do? And are you concerned about any of their activities? Uh, poll watchers are allowed in Title 22. They're specifically allowed. Um, they are. They would come from one from each of the major political parties, and and that's it. So basically, two at any given polling place, unless the clerk at, at their discretion decided that you could have additional. But they would be in equal numbers. And um, all they are allowed to do is observe the process. They're not allowed to get involved um, with, uh, with, with um, talking to You're voters. You're convinced that's not a form of intimidation in Wyoming at all? No, not at all. Not at all. It, in, in Wyoming, and I think in, in that law has been on the books for a long, long time, it's just something that, that gives both political parties uh, the, the ability uh, to, to come together and watch and say, Gosh, things are are um, as they should be. Just sure. like poll workers. Sure. I mean, you have them from different parties, and they they get along and they do the right thing and they follow the law. And that's what's beautiful about Wyoming is we still have citizens that believe in the rule of law, um, even though we have our political differences. We're not partisan in nature for the most part, and we do our job and we do what's right. And so I don't have any concerns whatsoever. I think the final message would be get out and vote. Absolutely. Register. You've got all the way up until election day uh, to do so and, and get out and vote. And uh, let's let's turn that uh, that percentage way up. Well, Secretary of State Edward Buchanan, thank you so much for joining us today on Wyoming Chronicle. It's been a valid and useful discussion. Craig, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. I enjoy it very much. Funding for this program is made possible in part by the Wyoming Humanities Council, helping Wyoming take a closer look at life through the humanities, thinkwhy.org, and by the members of the Wyoming PBS Foundation. Thank you for your support.